Welcome to the Harley Rabbit. I'm Harley, your hostess for the evening. Can I take your coat? Thank you. Please follow me. Sit down, please. It's a little loud in here, isn't it? That's better. It's so fun to explore your kinks. You can learn so much about yourself. And that's why Slade and I built this place. It's kind of like a virtual secret cinema where you get to experience all kinds of BDSM fantasies, all from the privacy of your own headphones. So let's talk about you. What fantasies would you like to experience here? Many of our members don't know what they like yet, and they use our fantasies to learn about what works for them. Other members come here to experience something they probably wouldn't want to happen in real life, like an abduction fantasy, for example. If I have piqued your curiosity, then please pay us a visit. You can listen to some of our fantasies for free, or you can use the code INTUIT at the checkout and get 25% off any paid fantasy of your choice. Find us at harleyrabbit.com and let's see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, everybody, it is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into one of the more divisive branches of BDSM. Um, This is a kink that often sets off alarm bells for people, or at the very least, certainly raises some eyebrows among the definitely the vanilla community, but even from within the BDSM community itself. Um, And the kink that I'm talking about, of course, is age play. Before we jump in, I'm just going to read you a quick definition of age play um, that I got from the website tashra.org, just because I think it's pretty good and probably better than anything I would come up with. So... By this definition, age play is a subset of BDSM that involves engaging in role play and or power exchange, where one or both participants play an age different from their biological age. Age play occurs between consenting adults of legal age and can be experienced in a variety of ways. There are multiple age play roles, such as daddy dom slash little girl or DDLG, mummy dom slash little boy, MD slash LB, caregiver slash little, CG slash L. And one, I think, really common one, which this article doesn't cite, is the adult baby diaper lover, which is the ABDL. So as you can tell, there's lots of different forms of age play. I am not going to attempt to talk about all of these in this episode. I just want to focus on sharing with you guys about my journey in age play. This was something I originally was really judgmental of, Um, In the beginning, I didn't understand it, but as I've learned more about the space and started to explore it myself, it's actually become a really big part of my kink identity. The reason why I was quite judgmental about it in the beginning was because I think like for most people, when you hear anything to do with children in a sexual context, just a whole bunch of red flags come up. And I think that's completely normal and understandable. So with this episode, I'm really hoping to debunk some of those judgments, um, help you understand that age play is very much a role play between consenting adults. There is no desire to involve children in any of it. 
Um, there's no link between age players and pedophilia. Um, that's a topic that I think I might do a deeper dive episode in because there's actually a lot of research into that. Um, but for this episode, I think I really want to focus on just sharing with you guys about my journey. I know that this can be a really uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. It can be quite triggering. And if that's the case for you and you have no desire to learn about age play or understand it more, that's completely fine. Um, But if you are curious about this space, either you're just wanting to understand why people do this um, or maybe you're interested in trying it yourself and exploring it yourself, I hope this episode will provide you with a bit of insight. For Slade and me, our age play journey really started when we had a rope session with a friend of ours. And you know, this had nothing to do with age play, but while we were at her house talking to her, we found out that she was a little and her and her partner were age players. And I think this was the first time for us that we were actually able to see that this was a, a perfectly normal, healthy human being who enjoyed this kink and it made us have to reevaluate some of our judgments about the types of people that would enjoy that if that makes sense and I remember really vividly the drive home from her house so Slade and I talked about it and it was really scary because neither of us wanted to admit that we were curious because what if the other person judged us about that um but eventually it came out you know it started with for Slade, I think he lacked the idea of the onesies. Like he thought that looked really sexy and cute, seeing a woman dressed up in a onesie or a, a romper, I think is another name for them. Um, so if you're interested in these, you can get these on uh, Wish. I got my first one off Wish and Little for Big, I really recommend. They do beautiful, good quality adult onesies um, that are super comfy and super cute. So Slade mentioned that he was kind of into that look and I kind of like the idea of being cute and playful and um, I have a bit of a cutesy side to my personality. So we both decided that we were curious and maybe we would like to try it. I want you guys to know that we were extremely hesitant at this stage. We felt really unsure about where the line was for us in this space. We were venturing into something that we'd previously felt was a a hard limit and we weren't sure what was okay to explore or more importantly, what was okay to let ourselves explore, if that makes sense. You know, we're moving a boundary, so that can feel really scary. If you are curious about trying a new kink, especially one that you're a little bit unsure of, my best advice is to take it slow. There's no rush to jump in headfirst into something new. When you're feeling your boundaries might be ready to move, you want to take that process really slowly so that you don't have a bad experience. Often this period of of exploring is the most exhilarating. It's really fun and feels naughty and exciting. And that can bring you and your partner closer together. So my advice is to not rush these things. I have a very vivid memory of around this period where we were both starting to get very excited about this little space stuff, but we were still not feeling super comfortable with it. Um, And I happened to be out shopping in, um, I think it was Big W. And I walked past the um, like pajama section and I felt 
both really excited about dressing up in some more, you know, pink, fluffy little girl kind of clothes, but really icky about potentially merging something meant for children with something sexual. Even explaining this to you now, I'm feeling a little bit like, oh my God, should I actually say this on a podcast? Should I admit this publicly? But I think it's important to be honest about this. I ended up finding a Harry Potter themed pajama set that was intended for adult women because it was an adult woman size. Um, but it was very childlike. It was, you know, cartoon Harry Potter characters and they were pink. And I think the hardest bit was that I was buying it for a sexual context, which felt really, I just felt so uncomfortable about it. I ummed and art in the store for, I don't know, half an hour. I kept putting them back on the rack, walking away like, nope, this is too much. I'm noping out of this. And then I walk away and be like, oh, but it's could be really fun and yeah there was just this real push and pull in my brain eventually I decided to buy them the next step was going to be showing them to Slade and seeing what he would think about that so I let him know that I bought something that I wasn't sure how he was going to feel about it and that night I we were in the bedroom and I pulled out this set of Harry Potter pajamas um and I remember the look on his face because he, he knew like this was going to be an age play thing. And are we really doing this? Like, do we really want to become age players? Is that who we are now? It felt really scary. And it's really quite funny telling this story now because in reality, all I did was buy some adult women Harry Potter pajamas. It's not a big deal. And I wear those pajamas now all the time. Like it, there's nothing kinky about them, really. But in this context, I think that gesture really signified that we were both going to start exploring this space. I think what surprised me the most about age play as I started getting into it was the headspace. Now, I've talked to you guys a little bit on the show before about subspace, which is as a submissive, sometimes you get into this it's literally an altered state of consciousness, usually brought on by... A whole bunch of endorphins if you've been doing something like impact play or rope play um, but it can also be brought on by intense psychological domination it's when you get quite floaty and you actually feel high it's really really cool and one of the best things about playing as a sub little space which is the term used to describe your mindset when you're embodying that younger headspace. Um, Little space for me is similar to subspace in that it feels like an altered state, but it is completely different. And I will do my best to explain what I mean by this in more detail in just a moment. But I guess what I'm trying to get across here is that at the time when I was first starting to explore age play, I didn't realize that the headspace would become such an important part of it. Role-playing as an adult can feel really silly at first. Um, I know for some people it comes more easily than for others, but for me at least, and I know I'm not alone in this, you can feel really self-conscious when you intentionally make that switch to acting out a different role. Playing in little space for the first time definitely felt 
awkward and silly for me. And I was quite nervous about it to begin with. But what surprised me was how easily I started to get into it. You've got to get past those first few bits of self-consciousness and just be like, no, I'm giving this a go. I'm going to keep going with it and give yourself time. It's not like, you know, we're human beings. We can't just flick a switch in our brain and assume another identity. So you've got to give yourself some time and be patient. I thought this was going to be a lot harder than it was. But once I started getting into it, I realized it came to me quite naturally. Now, in my normal adult personality, I am quite playful and silly and can be quite cutesy and have this little voice that I get into sometimes. Um, So it was really like taking that aspect of my personality and really encouraging that to come out more and more. I didn't feel like I was acting or fabricating something. It more felt like I was tapping into a part of myself that was already there, if that makes sense. The more I've learned about psychology over the last few years, not that I have any formal training in psychology, just a disclaimer there, but the more I read about psychology, the more I realize we don't, we're not children and then one day we become adults and that child self is gone. It's, it's not like that. It's actually more like we are children and then we build on that part of ourselves with more and more layers of wisdom and maturity. But that child self is still there. It doesn't go anywhere. And sometimes that child self can come out and take the reins and make us act impulsively or Slade and I call it our toddler brain when we have, you know, feelings about something that don't make rational sense, but for whatever reason we're upset about it. We'll be like, all right, toddler brain for a second. I'm feeling upset because blah, blah, blah. That's our child self. Our child self isn't rational. It's very vulnerable. um, And it's very much a part of who we are as adults. For me, little space feels like letting that part of myself take the reins. And that actually feels really authentic. It's like a completely unfiltered, raw, honest version of yourself that you normally keep hidden and protected, but in a safe environment with the right partner, inviting that part of yourself to the surface can feel really healthy and almost like a relief. So the reason why I actually wanted to talk about this on this week's podcast was because the other day I realized that I'd been, you know, work, I work from home. So I've been working all day, um, but I'd been carrying around my little toy, like plush toy unicorn called Valcor. He'd just been with me all day, just in my lap, in my dressing gown. um, And I wasn't consciously doing it, but for some reason I felt like I needed him with me. And after I realized what I was doing, I thought, I think I'm needing a little space session. I think this is my little self needing to come to the surface and feel listened to and validated. And um, I'd been in adult headspace for too long, taking on all the stress and pressure of daily life. And my inner child was feeling neglected. She wanted to come out. She wanted to be heard. She wanted to play. So I said to Slade, hey, do you reckon you'd be up for a little space session? Um, and I always ask because it is 
demanding a lot of him. Like he, when he has to assume that daddy role, he has to be in charge. He has to be responsible for me. Um, and that can be quite taxing. So I always make sure that um, he's up for it as well. And he was. So we set up a little space session and I was right. I was able to switch into little space almost immediately, um, which is always a, a good sign that this is a kind of play that I'm really needing right now. One of the biggest differences I notice in myself when I switch into little space is I get really, really chatty. In this particular session the other night, I remember I was talking for so long about my favorite birds. I was like channeling from my childhood. I used to love um, watching birds as a kid and I was telling Slade all about the golden whistler that has this beautiful song and then there was the peregrine falcon that's really cool because it flies really fast the cassowary because it looks like a dinosaur and how cool is that you know this is stuff that I wouldn't really say in my like as an adult I definitely wouldn't say it in this way um but it comes out in my little space and I think that's really cool it's It's literally like taking that filter off. The other really big change that I notice um, when I'm in little space is when I'm really in it, I start to notice my big girl thoughts. Like they're still there, but they're not mine. I'm not attached to them. It's kind of similar to mindfulness, you know, when you can detach from your monkey mind. This feels really similar to that. It's like I can hear those thoughts still, but they don't belong to me. And that is really powerful, especially for for me personally. I am a massive overthinker and I suffer with a lot of anxiety and constantly worry about things. And when I'm in my little space, this really allows me to step out of that and let go of that. And I've talked about this kind of feeling of escapism in a few different kinks For example, with the rope space, when I'm tied up and I can't do anything, that allows me to let go of my responsibilities because I'm completely helpless. So I can't do anything about them. So I just let it go. So little space is another way that I can escape those pressures and responsibilities. This is something I really didn't expect to find in this kink. As I mentioned at the start of my journey, I was really interested in feeling a bit cute and wearing onesies and maybe being a bit playful. But what I found as I went down that rabbit hole is a new and very powerful way for me to switch off. And I don't mean switch off as in like zone out and watch TV. I mean, switch off the monkey mind and just be, be present, be playful, be in the moment with my partner. I know for a lot of people, age play doesn't necessarily involve sex. And for Slade and I, it doesn't begin that way. A lot of the time we have like activities together that are very non-sexual. For example, um, he might put on a, a children's movie for me and set me up with some textures and a coloring book. Um, other times he might read me a bedtime story. That can be really fun. The other day we did a trip to the shopping centre, very discreetly, 
Um, but I was able to tap into my little space a bit and we went shopping for some new storybooks to read. So that was really fun. And these are all activities that don't involve sex and aren't sexual for us. But usually the play will end up sexual by the end of the session. And I think that's really to do with the fact that little space and age play is another form of sexual power play. So that's where one person holds all the power and the other person is submitting that power, giving up that power. For me, that's basically my core desire in sex. I need to feel like I'm at the mercy of my dom. If I don't feel that way, I don't enjoy the sex. It's simple as that. As you guys know, I have a massive kink for CNC play or consensual non-consent play. I also love being tied up. I love being flogged. These are all forms of power play. And Little Space is, as much as it's a much gentler, more nurturing space to play in, for me, it still has that element of power play. And that's why it always turns sexual for me in the end. What's really cool about Little Space for me is that it enables me to have a very different kind of sex than I usually can. So I really struggle to have vanilla intimate sex like what a lot of people would call making love um it it actually for whatever reason triggers a lot of anxiety in me and I don't enjoy it at all which is a shame because I love my partner and sometimes I want to have that experience with him and what's happens with little space is it's kind of become like a workaround where we get to actually have really intimate loving connected sex together, um, which we don't usually have in our other types of role plays. When I have sex in little space, the best way I can describe it is it feels extremely validating. So I feel really cuddled and cared for and that my daddy is really happy with me and enjoying me and his attention is on me and I feel loved and connected to him. And that can feel really nice. I haven't been able to reach orgasm in my little space. I usually at some point during the sex will come out of my little space and become regular big Harley again. And that's when I'll be able to climax and um, Slade can as well. And then we roll over and have our aftercare and, and debrief about our play session. And that's usually how it goes, which might look very different to how other people play in this space, but that's what works for us. I'm really hoping in this episode that I've been able to paint a bit of a picture as to what age play can look like um, and help you understand what it it's really about and that there really is no emphasis on children at all, which is what I think people are afraid of. It's more about bringing out your inner child as an adult and getting to play with that headspace, which is super fun. It's not a type of play that I would be up for all the time. Um, It's usually like, as I just described, there'll be this little, little inkling in me. It's like my little self is nagging me. She wants to come out and play. And that's when we have the best sessions, when I know that I'm really needing this today. And letting that side of yourself out for a play can feel really healing. You know, we all have this inner child and we spend so much time ignoring it and pushing it down Um, And trying to be 
a rational, responsible adult. Yet this kind of play is like a gentle way to express that part of our personality, a part of ourself that's really vulnerable, a part of ourselves that we wouldn't feel comfortable to share with many people. Anyway, those are my thoughts on age play. Hopefully you've found some of that interesting. Um, as always, I love to hear from you guys about your thoughts on the episodes. You can get in touch with me through FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. That's it from now. Till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.